Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. This episode, we interrupt our series narrative to delve into the different historical words, terms, abbreviations, and phrases you will hear during this series regarding the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Join me as we explore the many choices and divergent implications of these sometimes controversial words of history. Are the original peoples of North America called Indians, Aboriginals, Native Americans, Amerindians, Indigenous Americans, First Nations? What are meant by the terms prehistoric, big history, deep time, and deep history? Is it B.C. and A.D. or C.E. and B.C.E.? What about B.P., B.Y.A., M.Y.A., and T.Y.A.? Some people think that dates and chronology are the most boring aspects of history. Well, I am excited about chronology. Chronology is everything in history. An understanding of chronology leads to all sorts of discoveries and abilities to see the connections. History is detective work, and establishing a timeline of events is essential to putting the puzzle back together. Now, a brief word about chronology and the terms, codes, shortenings, and abbreviations used to describe it. Perhaps the best-known standard abbreviations to identify different time periods are the perennial B.C., meaning before Christ, which refers to the time and years before the traditional birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus was a first-century A.D. Jewish preacher and religious leader. The widely used calendar era, A.D., meaning Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of the Lord, refers to the time in years after the traditional birth of Jesus Christ. These days, some use the more modern C.E., meaning Common Era, and B.C.E., meaning Before Common Era. But that is really just the Christian calendar dates given sanitized new names. Others employ the letters BP, denoting before present. By the way, l'âge du Christ is French for the age of Christ, referring to the historical Jesus' age of 33 when he was crucified and killed. It was a common expression I heard all the time when growing up in Montreal. When a man turned 33, he was then known as having reached l'âge du Christ. All my relatives were Catholic and used many of these unique words and phrases that became part of the French-Canadian language. I recently received a message from Patreon member JP saying, Thanks, Mark, for explaining the Christian connection with the terms B.C. and A.D. in your interesting episode 37. You're welcome, JP. When referring to events over 10,000 years ago, the abbreviation BP is used. However, when referring to more recent events, BCE and CE are employed. The traditionally popular abbreviations BC and AD have recently fell out of favor due to their lack of accuracy since Jesus of Nazareth is now believed to have actually been born a few years before the year zero. It's not my intent to offend anyone or to favor one religion over another, but hundreds of years of history books have gone with these terms, B.C. and A.D., so I'm going to sometimes stick with them. We will continue in a moment. 
Skip the trip to the post office and save time and money with Stamps.com, which lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and post office shipping services. Stamps.com can save your business time, money, and stress. Get discounts you can't find anywhere else and save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code P-O-D for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code P-O-D. When living through tough times, you may need help. Take charge of your mental health with our sponsor, BetterHelp, which assesses your needs and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. Check out BetterHelp.com listener and connect in a safe, confidential, secure, convenient, and private online environment with a professional counselor. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for clients worldwide. BetterHelp facilitates great therapeutic matches for the particular expertise you need. Get a 10% first month rebate at betterhelp.com slash listener and start living a happier life. And now, back to our program. Viewer JC refers to the importance of historical dates and chronology and asks, I have an interest in history but I'm frustrated when trying to place important events chronologically in a timeline. For example, what came first, the American or French Revolution? I understand what you mean, JC, and have encountered many smart people with the same problem. It's difficult for countless individuals to establish in their minds the sequence of historical dates on a linear scale. I disagree with the prevailing mantra of avoiding boring dates when teaching history in schools. Contrary to popular opinion, I'm convinced that dates are the key tool in better understanding the evolution and timeline of human history. To this end, I regularly suggest to chronologically challenge folks, such as yourself, to remember one important date per century, thus allowing the mind to better situate other significant dates within the context of their proper epoch. For example, a well-known North American trigger date for the 16th century is 1534, representing the arrival of French explorer Jacques Cartier on mainland Canada. This important event set in motion powerful forces that would eventually change northeastern North America. The continent before and after 1534 was profoundly different. Each century, going back thousands of years, has at least one pivotal date worth remembering. Good luck, JC! Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. When referring to millions of years, many use the letters MYA. For example, the KT extinction asteroid, which struck Mexico and killed all the land dinosaurs, occurred about 66 MYA, that is, 66 million years ago. BYA refers to billions, and TYA to thousands. Throughout this series, I employ some of the previously explained abbreviations at different times and for various situations, but I always try to keep things simple and avoid confusion. The term prehistoric deals with ancient cultures that did not have writing of any kind. Prehistory covers past human life from its origins up to the advent of written records. History, that is, the human past documented in some form of writing, began in North America about 1000 BC in Mexico and as recently as the late 19th century AD in parts of the continent. Because there are no written records for prehistory, Prehistorians rely entirely on material remains for evidence. The term Big History refers to an academic discipline which examines history from the Big Bang to the present. Deep Time is the 4.5 billion year time frame within which scientists believe the Earth has existed and which is supported by the observation of natural, mostly geological, phenomena. Deep History is a term for the distant past of the human species. Let's now turn to the words used when referring to the first peoples of North America and their descendants. The choice of words and terms vary and are without consensus in both the indigenous and non-indigenous peoples of North America. Note that not one word or term is perfect or accepted by all. When discussing broad groups of peoples, Naming may be based on shared language, region, culture, or historical relationship. Many English exonyms have been used to refer to the indigenous peoples of North America who were resident on the continent when European colonists arrived during the Age of Exploration. Some of these names were based on French, Spanish, or other European language terminology used by explorers and early colonists. Some resulted from the colonists' attempt to translate endonyms from the native language into their own, and some were pejorative terms arising out of prejudgment and fear during periods of conflict between the cultures involved. Over the past half century, indigenous peoples in North America have had more of a voice in discussions of how they wish to be referred, pressing for the elimination of terms widely considered to be obsolete or inaccurate. Responding to these wishes, the United States government proposed the use of the term Native American to recognize the primacy of indigenous peoples' tenure in the nation. The term has become widespread nationally, but only partially accepted by indigenous groups themselves. Other naming conventions have been proposed and used, but none are accepted by all indigenous groups. Typically, each name has a particular audience and political or cultural connotation, and regional usage varies. The term Amerindian is a portmanteau of American Indian, though it can also be parsed as a blend of the words American and indigenous. 
In French, the term Amérindien is used to describe the peoples residing in the Americas prior to European contact. In Canada, while the legal designation remains, the term Indian is generally considered offensive when used by non-natives. The term First Nations and Indigenous peoples are preferred for native peoples generally. In Mexico, the preferred expression is the Spanish term for indigenous peoples, pueblos indígenas. I believe respect is primordial. Outsiders or non-members of a group should never decide the appropriate designation when there is a consensus within the respective group. When there is not, however, as is the case for North American indigenous peoples, then commentators such as myself should employ one or many of the broadly acceptable appellations, which is what I do during this series. With this in mind, I employ various general terms for different effect and situations. I hope this good-faith attempt to expose this controversy will be looked upon sympathetically by you, the listener, as I employ various expressions throughout this series. And finally, what is the definition of North America? And how should the continent be delimited geographically? As explained in episode 1 of this series, some define North America at its broadest and includes 29 countries from Canada to Panama. Others prefer a narrow view, including only two nations, Canada and the United States. For the purposes of this series, North America includes the USA, Canada, and Mexico. Next time, we will resume our series narrative and continue discovering Canada during the Great Age of Exploration. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, photos, illustrations, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Join our growing community on Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including artworks and books. Receive an ebook welcome gift upon joining. Donate with PayPal and also receive an ebook. I've written many historical nonfiction and fiction books, including exciting international historical mystery and suspense thrillers. One such novel, The Frozen Raptor, involves the KT dinosaur extinction event alluded to in this episode. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop Amazon for books or anything else, make sure to use our free link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this show's description and on our website at markvinet.com. Spread the word to family and friends. And remember, all positive ratings, reviews, feedback, and comments are appreciated. This helps us expand our audience. I'm Mark Vinette. And I hope you're enjoying the ride. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, 
which decreases as we age. Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.